This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. Uh, I have a special guest, Justin Breen. He is local to the Chicago market, works with a lot of small and mid-sized companies, and he's got a huge background in journalism, but I'm not going to go further. Uh, I'm going to let him introduce himself and give a little background on what you do. Thanks for taking the time and being on the podcast today, Justin. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it, and thank you again for uh, serving our country. Uh, My father was a uh, first lieutenant in the Army in uh, World War II in in Korea, so uh, great respect for for veterans, and awesome. uh, no, I mean that was a journalist. Yeah, well, I was a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoy me for 20 years, and uh, only work with the top entrepreneurs in the world or the ones who will make an investment to do so. And that's awesome. And, and the background that you bring to the table, and, and I guess you said all the things that annoyed you uh, and you didn't like. Uh, can you share some of those things that uh, just didn't resonate with you to make you go out and uh, eventually make your own company? Yeah, the formula for creating a successful global company is very simple. As you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So solve problem, created solution, problem solve, successful global company. And I was annoyed for 20 years, hundreds of times a day from people I didn't know who were sending me useless press releases. So when you get something hundreds of times a day from people you don't know for 20 years, that's annoying and a problem. So my firm created a solution to that problem, problem solved, successful global company. And I just only work with people with, uh, you know, visionary abundance investment mindsets. So visionary abundance investments. So people with those mindsets, you can only be one of two types of people because uh, I'm a simplifier and I see patterns. So one, you're running a high six figure to 10 figure business. You see your family and friends whenever you want to, and you do what you like to do and what you're good at. Or you're going to be one of those people. You're not there revenue-wise, but you will be. So there's no what do you cost or charge. There's no nickel and diming. There's no, it's none of that nonsense. It just eliminates that. And so all my company is is thousands of people with those three attributes in their mindset and eliminates everything else. Yeah, no, I totally see that. And now bombarded with uh, press releases all day. That doesn't mean that necessarily press releases don't work. It's just the approach and how the angle that they're taking. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, so when I started my company, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. And so one out of 1,000 said yes. So that's the same you know, type of statistics uh, you know, with press releases. So they do work. And if that's the approach you want to do, and that's what most PR firms do, if that, that's the approach you want to do and annoy journalists like me for 20 years, and go for it. Um, journalists and podcast hosts actually thank me and my firm for sending them stuff because the story served the journalist and the host, not the client. Byproduct is the client receives a ton of coverage, but just flipping everything. So, and I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist. I'm not a journalist who's a journalist. I'm not a PR firm owner. I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist. There's a very big distinction in those three categories. I totally agree. It's resonating with some other conversations with other journalists I've met throughout the years. Can you walk us through some of the process with your your company that you you take? Uh, let me just simplify it. I know every client is specific or or uh, exclusive to them, but you know what's the, uh, over overview process taken from somebody that has a uh, interest uh, to somebody that has a little success with you? Yeah, right. So at the highest level, there's no competition, only collaboration. So I was doing an interview the other day with this really high high performing entrepreneur who's originally from England and. Uh, he lives in Florida now, but he's like, oh, you're in PR space, competitive, real competitive space. I go, no, it's not competitive at all. There's no competition. 
it's only collaboration. So with that said, my company's entire process is on the website. There's no tricks. There's no gimmicks. There's none. There's none of that stuff. It's here's the process. So create, you know, create a newsworthy story. It becomes a link on the client's website under news or blog. Take that link, pitch to media all over the world. Media's interested. Put them in touch with the client. Problem solved. So it just solves the problem. So it works with any business size, any location, any vertical. That's all. That's meaningless. And uh, nuts and bolts questions. The, the folks I talk to, they don't care about nuts and bolts questions. They just want results. And visionaries just want results. They don't care about the process. They just want results. And so they just get results. So it's intro, 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 intro. It's solves all this other Sure, sure. And so when you talk about collaboration, you're talking about collaborations with other verticals and businesses to help leverage those opportunities. Right. So, I mean, I appreciate you landing the plane here, and I'm guessing that's for your audience. But again, you know, at high-level thinking, these aren't questions that are asked. I mean, it's there's no competition. I live in a world of complete collaboration and abundance. And so all my company is is you know, thousands of people at the highest level mindset. So we're just constantly introducing each other for mutual gain. Byproduct is I'm constantly getting intros to companies around the world that want to hire my firm. So I haven't done outbound sales or funnels or any of that garbage stuff in years. Sure. None of it. Just create value for the highest level people. They create value for me. It's very simple. Yeah. So which brought you to uh, actually uh, write and publish a book and you talk about these 30 secrets about building your business and bringing it to a whole level to bring the freedom that you want to live in your life. Can you talk about the process that you went through to write that book and maybe some of the th- insights that you had for your clients to actually help uh, write that book? Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate you asking that. Um, so most people write a book and there's, it's meaningless because there's no meaning behind it. Um, I actually have very few ideas, uh, but if I do have a good one, I, it's either at the highest level or you don't do it. So with that said, it's an international bestseller in six countries, number one for entrepreneurship in the U.S., and then Chris Voss, who wrote the forward, or he wrote the forward, so he did never split the difference, which is one of the top business books in the last 20 years. So, um, you know, and all, all the books has done, which I'm very thankful for, it's just an endless key that's opened up endless doors. So whether it's speaking engagements, media opportunities, it's been... Great for me, uh, you know, my brand, uh, but also for my firm's clients because hosts want to interview me first for some reason. That's been an interesting evolution, and then they want to interview all my firm's clients because they're like, "Wait, you work with you work with people like that? You work with the highest performing people on the planet who are thinkers like this?" I'm like, "Yeah, why would I'm not." working with nonsense and working with the highest performing people. So they want to interview them as well. And rightly so. It, it, it brings a, like you said, the collaboration. You're dealing with people that, you know, in order to be successful, you're only dealing with the people that are successful and bringing them to a different level. And, and some of that, I think, like in your book, you had talked about being lucky is just part of the process, but positioning. And you actually highlight well, an opportunity where you collected an email and you actually responded. And, and it, sometimes you just got to take those little steps to actually get to uh, to have those successes. And <laughs> Little steps, right. Yeah, yeah. little steps. And I, and I think in your book, you, you highlight that quite a bit. It at least brings um, an eye opener for some of the entrepreneurs that are trying to take their business to the next level. Yeah, so, well... I appreciate you saying that. Most people are not born to be the highest performing entrepreneurs on the planet. They're meant to be employees or smaller businesses that have no thoughts of even thinking about going outside their community. And by the way, that's fine. Uh, That's fine. I just don't partner with anyone like that because it's a waste of my time. Um, They're not thinking on the level that it's because they don't understand what I'm talking about. And they're not they're not going to be living a life where they're constantly looking to grow. And uh, it's, there's no commonality. There's nothing to discuss. So the people I talk to on a global level, they're maybe the 0.1% of the population. 
maybe the 0.1%. And most people, because they're living in cost scarcity, most people, um, they're like, oh, that's a small number. I go, no, 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 you're not living in abundance. So there's 8 billion people, you know, about 8 billion people on the planet. So 0.1% of that is 8 million. 8 million is a lot of people. It takes a little while to find those people, but once you find them, people like that only hang out with other people like that because why would you hang out with someone that doesn't think like that? And so those 8 million people employ everyone else. They create the technologies that go global or national or, you know, very high level regional. They employ everyone else. So those are the only people I partner with because otherwise it's a waste of my time and a waste of their time. The other thing I got from your, your book and some of your material that you're very passionate on people and, and especially family because you, there's a section in there you talk about leading by example for your kids and I think that's phenomenal. You, you have two boys. I, got, I have four boys. So, you know, just leading, leading the, the path, especially in the entrepreneur level of the, the risk reward and, and, and the lifestyle that could be uh, taken uh, place there. But you do this thing and I, and I, and I think it's daily I, and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong on it, but you have this grateful journal and, and you tack and talked about people that you make connections with and, and, and you collaborate with. And, and, and I'm curious a little bit more on, on, on what's the inside of the journal and, and people could see it. It's on LinkedIn and uh, you make it public and, and you kind of brag about other people or at least the connections and, and some of the successes that they made. Yeah, that's good research. You're, if I don't know if you've ever taken Colby, K-O-L-B-E, but you're definitely a high fact finder. Um, so that's the Colby A index test. That's the highest performing entrepreneurial test in the world. And it's the Bible of strategic coaches, the top entrepreneurial group in the world. I'm very confident saying that. So the only thing I write down before I meet someone is their name and their Colby score because the Colby score immediately understand how their brain works or whether they're going to actually do something or take 30 years to make a decision. So um, it's a good, good differentiator, but no, I mean, you know, when you're grateful, it's hard to be ungrateful because I'm a simplifier. So when you're constantly grateful, it's hard to be ungrateful. So, um, you know, every Monday through Friday, I do a grateful journal on LinkedIn, about 26,000 followers, I think now. And so what I'm grateful for that day or who I've talked to or what, you know, what shows I've been on or new clients or whatever. So, and then I start every day with a grateful journal to my wife. That's every day first thing I do every day. So, you know, when, when you're grateful, it's hard to be ungrateful. For sure. And, and speaking of your wife, and I just want to highlight, because I do think this is impressive, especially for a lot of entrepreneurs out there trying to make it work with their business, but then also the balance at home life. And, no, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah so I'll, I'll, I know what you're, t- you're talking about the date. Uh, you know, yeah. so my wife and I went on dates uh, every week, every week for uh, once a week for 52 straight weeks in 2018. So we got a lot of national exposure for that. I'm, and there was no intent for that, but I'm very thankful. But no, again, I have very few good ideas, but if you, if a good one, you do it at the highest level. Otherwise, what's the point? So I'll keep saying the same thing because that's how my brain works. And uh, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And so now, now I block off every Wednesday at lunchtime and we go out for lunch every Wednesday. And then every third Wednesday, the whole day is blocked off and we go out. And uh, to simplify that, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of them that have let entrepreneur life destroy family life. And I'm just, I will never be one of those. I'll never be one of those people. I don't understand. I've never understood that. And uh, many entrepreneurs, many of them, you know, their 10x is uh, revenue, employee count, office space. I, that, all that stuff's meaningless to me. It's completely meaningless. Um, now, the byproduct of what I'm about to say is my company is incredibly profitable. And the second one that I just launched will be a, a huge game changer of game changers. But 
But my 10 xing life is two things. One, experience in life with my family. You have a good family life. You have a good life. And two, is my network on a global level. And you do that, create endless opportunities for your network and yourself. So like I said, byproduct of all this, all this other stuff's nonsense to me. I've never understood it. I don't understand people complaining about things. I don't understand the petty little work differences. I don't, I don't understand it. I've never understood it. It's meaningless to me. It's just landing the plane stuff. And most people live in landing the plane world. And that's fine. That's fine. I just don't. And the people I hang out with, they don't live in that world. They're flying the plane. Totally get it. Now, I just want to highlight because a lot of these business owners are trying to create that balance and, and, and you lead by example. And I think... Uh, well, thanks. But they, they, they're, lead, they're, they're creating balance by look, they saying work life. No, no, no. I, all I do is I flip everything. So it's life work. It's life. <laughs> and, and, and that said, I work zero hours every week. None of this is work for me at all because all I do is do what I like to do when I'm good at. That's it. So it's not work. Definitely great material, and, and I think anybody, I would encourage anybody that's um, you know looking for some insight on this, definitely pick up your book, um, because there was um, some really good things that I was able to pull out. And, and you're a great connection, obviously. We, we were mutually connected with uh, another guy in Chicagoland area, and I think uh, the, the collaboration between everybody has just been fantastic. If, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you to um, see if there was an opportunity to, to see what, what you could do their business or in entrepreneurship, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Sure. Thanks. The company's uh, called Brepic. Um, so BrepicLLC.com and then Justin Breen on LinkedIn. Hey gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now, 708 535 3006 or shoot him an email butch at elitebenefits.net and be sure to check out the zmar podcast don't wait till the last minute put butch zmar to work for you now Renewal season's catching up to us. I've said this before, the earlier you start the better. You have to vet your vendors including your insurance brokers, but there's a renewal checklist out there and if you don't have one, go ahead and call our office. We'll get it to you. No obligation there. And so go through a checklist to make sure, hey, are you evaluating this? Are you evaluating that? Are you doing this? There's so much more that needs to be done in the workplace and most employers are not doing it. And maybe the broker hasn't got around to it either, but uh, you need to know what needs to be there, at least have a roadmap to, to get to. The other thing is definitely a scorecard, how you evaluate yourself um, and how you stack up against what programs should be in place between strategic planning and design of the health plans, the cost and the funding, how you're going to fund and cover the cost of the risk uh, related to the healthcare. For your employees how about leveraging technology are you utilizing it the best are you utilizing it at all maybe just email and that's it and the world is changing that we're going to need to upgrade platforms and you're going to have to move to a different uh, level and so technology is definitely a hot item especially currently going on and of course compliance issues have always been there when's the last time you had them reviewed what about your pop document maybe even just you upgraded to the 125 document when's the last time that has been updated Usually payroll companies take care of that, but not always. 
A lot of small companies under 50 employees hardly ever update this. The same thing goes with the plan, uh, the RISA wrap documents. Those need to be updated on a annual basis as well. A lot of times uh, there's very minimum updates, but those need to be updated because if you're going to audit it. The good news is many small employers under 100 employees could go their entire career and never have an audit. But uh, that one audit's going to cost you a fortune. So make sure you, you work with that. Call our office. We have a scorecard. You can evaluate yourself. There's no obligation. We'll get it over to you. You can at least bring that back to the other your current broker and say, okay, looks like we're weaker in these areas, but stronger in other areas. At least it'll give you a snapshot and give you something to work with. But make sure you call our office and we'll get you that scorecard. Things are opening up a lot more. CDC guidelines are making changes. There's still compliance issues in the workplace. There's checklists for this from an HR standpoint. There's obviously employment law related issues, but we're just talking about from an HR perspective, we have to make sure that th- certain policies are in place. They're communicated well through to the employees, whatever you're deciding on. Uh, it just has to be communicated and know that your employees actually review the information. There's remote employee statuses now. What's your guidelines as far as what is remote, what's not? and what are required by your employees and have that outline. A lot of employers already did this previous, even before the pandemic in 2020, but there's a lot of employers that have not updated this even during 2020 to current and 2021. So make sure you get a policy in place and then also how you're handling onboarding benefits administration when they're not showing up in your office. And so we have to get that outlined. On another note with the COBRA administration, Related to the American Rescue Plan Act that was passed earlier this year by the Biden-Harris administration, there was requirements that needed to be done by May 31st. A lot of the insurance companies, not all of them, but a lot of the major insurance companies stepped up to go to bat for the employers and started um, sending out the correspondence on their behalf. Not all of them did this. There's some employers that let it go. There could be compliance issues that come in play because if you had anybody that was COBRA eligible... Again, in uh, many states are like this, but like the state of Illinois, COBRA starts kicking in when you have 20 employees or more. Uh, If you're under 20 employees, different set of rules, less compliance, but check with your current broker or administrator just to make sure you're on the same page there. If not, call our office and we'll try to figure things out. Even though it's past May 31st, we'll see what your current status is and what are your options for action. For those who are going self-employed or responsible for their own health insurance or looking for an alternative to COBRA, then the open enrollment is still going on for individuals and families through August. And there's an increased amount of subsidies or taxpayer dollars paying health insurance premiums. So if you're currently receiving a subsidy and you haven't been in there to update since April, you may want to get in there, update and lower the premium. It's not a whole lot. If you're receiving tax credit, it's not a whole lot different. So you can just wait until the tax return. Otherwise, if you haven't purchased a health insurance plan, you want to make a move. It's the open enrollment. Technically, it's a special enrollment, but you can move for any reason at this moment in time to get obtain health insurance with taxpayer subsidy subsidized uh, health insurance premiums and then you could also get qualify for a higher amount than normal so the income brackets are higher we have had some cases that you can make between 200 and 250,000 dollars a year depending on your filing status and who's on the health plan and ages and which plan you're taking that you may still qualify for a decent amount of tax credit and so that also means if you make under a hundred thousand dollars raising a family, there's a good chance that you're going to increase the dollar amounts that are being compensated for health insurance premiums.
Thanks for listening to the podcast. Next week, we have Laura Balson coming on as an employer and attorney to talk about employer issues uh, with employees uh, related to COVID, vaccines, and contracts with their employees. And that'll be an interesting topic to come on board with. And if you missed any current episodes, you can go back on demand and listen to the podcast and you can pick up any podcast that you had missed. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.